welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Now, Rob. Yes, sir. There was an uproar in the fantasy community today because the uh, Premier League uh, Goals Appeals Committee has now decided that Harry Kane did score the second goal for Tottenham against Stoke. Why is this an uproar thing? Well, first of all, there's very little evidence to prove that he hit it. There is one still frame where I've seen it look like it, but a still frame made it look like Harry Kane broke his ankle into 98 little bits. In time, things look a little bit different. So regardless of whether or not it was or whether it was or was not a goal, we don't need to address on this show. Everybody uh, knows that I'm a Tottenham fan, and if you're a very angry Liverpool fan, my mentions are right there. For fantasy, though, the reason this is such a huge issue is that they have not given Harry Kane the points. Now, Rob, I'm sure you know Harry Kane was one of the most captain players last week against Stoke because Tottenham continually destroys Stoke. He gets the goal removed. What do you think is the right play? Do you think that they should have not gone back and given the goal to him? And if they do go back and give it to him, which they've now done, should fantasy mirror it? It it just seems very strange because they gave it to Kane at the time, then retracted it, gave it to Erickson, now gave it to Kane, and then won't retract not giving him the point. It's very, very annoying to anybody that owns Kane and also doesn't really make sense due process-wise. No, I mean, there's two ways to look at this. I mean, this isn't the second time this has happened. I believe, what is it, four years ago now that Luis Suarez had a goal um, either given to him or taken away. I'm not yeah. – I don't actually remember. I remember reading the the, uh, the comparison to the Harry Kane thing, and, and I'm, I was trying to remember what it was. But this happened a year <clears> – <throat> a couple years ago, and Suarez had a I, – I believe it's a goal. I think it was a goal added, and they didn't add it to his FBL stats either. So I think it's clearly in the rules that once the the game is oh the game week is over that they don't go back and add in you know points. Um, listen, everybody can cry over spilt milk. You know whether Harry Kane scored the second goal, whether he was the second gunman on the grass, you know whether whether he won his second Green Masters jacket. He, he's complaining about getting a goal because he's chasing the golden boot. I know that doesn't help us for FPL, but it that's might. really that's really the real reason we are you know basically you know. Crying over spilt milk here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might help in the Golden Boot race. <laughs> I'm sure you saw both Mohamed Salah and Jamie Vardy tweeted about it as soon as mm-hmm. it was announced. And yep. as somebody that owns Kane and Vardy and was considering bringing Salah back in, it might actually help us in fantasy. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a totally beneficial thing. I can understand why people are, you know, hemming and hoeing for every little point they can. Look, we're in week 34 right now. Everybody's chasing somebody. If they if not chasing something, you quit playing, you know, 8 weeks ago and you're just enjoying the double game weeks that were, you know, they're upon us. So, I mean, yeah, I, I listen, you fight to the end. That's why we play fantasy. If you don't fight to the end, your fantasy's not your thing. Go try like uh Tiddlywinks or, you know, uh, Rosham <laughs> Rochambeau for money. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I did mention on Twitter that um, I would have had 11 points on that goal instead of 5 because I did bring in Erickson uh, for Salah when we got that leaked um, report uh, mm-hmm. that Salah wouldn't be starting. Um, so I, I still feel very lucky because I did bring in Erickson and got all those points, but he would have still gotten the assist and yeah. Kane on the captain obviously yeah. would have gotten 8 points for that single goal. So uh, a bit of a swing, and while that doesn't sound like a lot of points, obviously... Uh, in the in the grand scheme, on a weekly basis, it is still a lot. I did still end up with greens, which is nice. But uh, oh man, <laughs> yeah. did people well, get up in arms this week? Well, look at it this way. You know, as a Tottenham fan, you have you can rest on your laurels and go stare at the, your trophy case. Oh wait, did you guys build one yet? 
Um, in the new stadium, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we get to use Wembley's either. Although that one's been dusty on its own accord for years. Though, though I though I really can't talk as my blues are basically. <laughs> <laughs> Although we are both still in the FA Cup, and that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're probably gonna we'll probably end up facing each other in the final, and then we'll bet something stupid like a six pack. And, and then I won't pay you when you win. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. <laughs> so uh, the other big news this week is that both Mohamed Salah and Andy Robertson both played in Liverpool's Champions League match Salah actually scored uh, the first goal that basically put it away um as so, I think you mentioned that you still held on to Salah uh do you continue to plan on doing so now that we know that he's fit uh you know what I have him in currently um if I need the money listen if anybody needs the money um that's the that's the staple point with uh with um Salah right now how much did you buy him in for how much are you losing and how much um of a gain net gain are you going to be by bringing in someone, you know, of his ilk in the same position, that, uh, you know, in midfield, you know, the, the comparisons. Erickson has two games. Pogba has two games. Um, you know, you're not you're not really jumping down. I don't think you you jump down to like somebody for Crystal Palace or you know uh, one of the lesser United players. Um, so you're basically tra- you're basically banking that two games of someone else versus one of Salah just for this week. If you're out of chips and you're not, you know, you're basically playing, you know, straight, you know, poker face here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna just hold on to Salah. Um, you know, everybody knows my strategy. I've, I'm gonna bench boost this week. So, I mean, having Mo Salah as part of a bench boost isn't, isn't a bad thing. It's just that I think people are getting overwhelmed by the comparison to, well, this guy has two games compared to Mo Salah's game, one game. Yeah, but so what? Look at Mo Salah's point return for all his games that everybody else has played in, and it's basically two to one in his favor. So, I mean, from that standpoint, I think it's probably a wash. I'm not telling you to sell him. I'm not telling you to, to keep him. But listen, you know, push comes to shove if you're chasing points in your mini league and, you know, you want to move to Ericsson and you need that point four that Salah is giving you, um, by, by all means, do it. I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, play 90 minutes or, you know, be fully fit or you know, be, be the extent of what we think Mo Salah has been and what can he can be still. Um, but Liverpool's schedule is still pretty pretty decent the rest of the year, and there's going to be some some assets there. So so trading him out at his value that you bought him at, whatever it is, nine, seven, eight, nine, whatever. But buying back in is is the is the trap. You know, the point of trepidation here. He's now ten dot five. So you know, you sell him at nine eight which I actually have him at right now because I'm just using that as a point of reference. And then I, if I sell him and then try to buy back in, I'm losing 0.7 in value there. So, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough chunk of, of – that's a differential of, of a midfielder there. It's not like I'm, I'm just going, all right, it's one penny. That's several pennies. You know, I'm, for, for misers in FPL, now's the time of the year that every penny counts, especially when you, you need to you know, shore up your double game weeks. Um, you know, there's a blank double, blank game week after this double game week. So, you know, there's a way to set set yourself up for that. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm for and against selling Salah, depending on how you do it. But hmm. have every intention to basically bring him back in for week 36, 37, 38 or, you know, for the final week. Because I, I think that there's still meat on the bone there for Salah to, to chew on. I, if he eats meat. I know we talked about vegetarians before and he is, he is Muslim. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how Salah fares uh, with a single match against people with double matches, which is something we'll get to here in a second. In the interim, um, if people don't have a free hit and they didn't wild card, how mm. many players do you think is enough for people to squeak by this week uh, with double fixtures? Well, 
this is I think we brought this up um the, the previous double game week. Uh don't be shy to take a minus here because at minimum if you're bringing in a player that plays, you know, 90 minutes that you know is going to play. Doesn't score a goal, doesn't do anything, gets 60 minutes, not even 90, gets 60 minutes and he's going to give you a point return of 2 points. So if he has two games and does that twice, that negates your transfer to zero. So on the odds on chance that you're bringing in a star quality player, whether it be, you know, anybody in a double, Lingard, William, Mares, you know, uh, Murray, you know, guys like that, you're, you're basically playing the odds that in two games, those guys are going to score more than what their basic achieved value will be at two points per game because those guys are basically all guaranteed to play. Um, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, I, I wouldn't say go more than a, than a minus eight to bring it in because then that means you have to have two separate players do something of, of return. So you're basically gambling that, that you know, you know, 10% of your roster is going to have to give you a better return than than the basic the basic two points. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it, it's a th- it, it also depends on what you're doing. Um, are you chasing, you know, a great overall rank? Uh, how far are you uh, behind in your mini league? Um, how much money – are you have do you have in a league that you're chasing? There's a lot of factors that are factoring into this. You know, overall rank is the biggest thing ever. If you look on Twitter, that's the first thing every one of these fantasy pundits talks about is, oh my my rank is this, and I'm I'm, I'm thankful that I I am where I am. I'm not doing great, but I have fun playing this game. I I think I give and you give better advice than I do. I just listen to you and I just copy what you do. I just you just don't know it because I'm a tattletale and a copycat. <laughs> um, but, uh, but not a lemming. Never yeah, a no, lemming. Def- definitely not. See, I go my own way, like uh, that song says. You can go your own way. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. Word. But if, if you don't have any chips and you don't have a wild card, you should have wild card before this week because you would have wanted to utilize another chip onto the wild card to take advantage of the of the double game week. But don't don't go in excess of minus eight um, unless unless you're bringing in. Like that third player is someone of really, really intrinsic fantasy value. Like, you, you, you know, like one of the elites. Like, if you're bringing, going in and, and getting Erickson and Kane, and you, and you feel, you feel like Pogba's turned a corner, or you have the, enough money to bring in, you know, Alexis Sanchez because you feel like he's going to do something. You know, that I can see that. Don't do it for like a differential. <clears throat> yeah. Um. One quick question before we get into either ors. What do you do if you own Goodmanson? Um, because he might be back for the second one, or he might miss both. But then, yeah. if you bought him, you probably did so knowing that he also plays in thirty-five. Yeah, so. yeah, it's tough. And then Jack Quirk scored last week too in in his in his stead there. So, um, yeah, um, if if you basically have, I I'm actually in the same predicament as Goodmanson. I currently own Jordan Ibe for Bournemouth. Yeah, he's on a double. Likely going to miss um, one, but maybe the second. Exactly. He's probably going to miss one. But the good thing about Ibe is he wasn't hurt. He's sick. So, you know, there's I'm playing the game in here. But he's not even somebody I'm even thinking about transferring out to bring in another double game week player. Yeah, just on I'm the just off gonna, chance that he does play. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to roll it with it and say, you know what? He has the two games. There's two games for him to score value. I'm not going to replace him with another guy who may or may not get two games. He could play the first game, get hurt, tear his knee, and then not play the second game. Yeah. And then I've wasted a transfer, wasted minus four, and then I've, I've configured my whole roster to figure out how to get this guy in, the other guy out, and I'm screwed anyway. So if you have a double game week player like Good Munson, like Ibe, 
Um, anybody else that has a question mark right now that is on a double. Um, I think that, I mean, obviously there's guys that we we will know that will definitely be out. Ivan Goodmanson are, are complete question marks right now. They're like 75%, you know, that they're going to play at least one, one of the games or miss both or whatever. But I think you got to roll with it that you're going to get one game of value out of those guys. And listen, not everybody that you're going up against is going to have 15 doubles, 15 guys, and be rolling a bench boost and or triple captain on someone. So you're, there's going to be points to, to be made up here. And and differentials like Ibe, like keeping Ibe in your roster, who he may play. Good Munson may good may you know come around and do do some good things for you. They're they're both like differential plays. I know they're they're cheap differential plays, but they're they're still differential plays at none the least. Now I want to talk a second about what my strategy is. You just mentioned um, for people bench boosting this week. Uh, as people know, I have a little bit of a different strategy here because I use my free hit to get through thirty one. Ended up kind of working out. Um, <laughs> Only uh, because <laughs> I hit the 100 club, but as we all know, that was largely uh, thanks to Liverpool and their performances that week. But it, it ended up being uh, more points than I would have had anyway. Point is, before I ramble off track, is that I um, made my own spreadsheet for free about what I think yeah. the difference is between um, both the quality of players I currently own versus the quality of their opposition versus kind of a team I would mock up for myself in 37 after my wild card because I'm planning on using my wild card in 36. Mm-hmm. Basically, <laughs> the average player rank that I currently have, um, so this is 1 to 20 based on people's attacks and everything, um, is 7.1 with an average opponent rank of 9.8. Uh, with a mocked up team in 37, average player rank is the same. Average opponent rank is 12.3. Uh, wow. For comparison, during this one, because I split it up between attack and defense, lumping midfielders into attack because nobody buys defensive midfield options, really. Um, in match week 34, there are 10 positions that will be facing bottom five opposition uh, opposing positions. So like 10 attacks will be facing bottom five opponents. Mm-hmm. In match week 37, there are 15 that will be facing bottom five opponents. If mm-hmm. you bench boost in... Thir- or Sorry, if I bench boosted in 34... I would be getting 22 matches out of my current players. If I bench boost in 37, I could get 28. Mm-hmm. So because of all of that, I have decided to triple captain this week instead of bench boost. Yeah. Now, the obvious issue with that is there is not a locked-on player that you can triple captain this week. There is Kane uh, in match week 37. Mm-hmm. Although it is worth noting that... Um, uh, I think it's West Brom and Newcastle, if memory yeah. serves. Yep. Um, right. Newcastle have the seventh best defense in the Premier League right now. So mm-hmm. it's not as pushover as, as we'd like to think. Like when you look at those clubs, you think they're much worse than they are. Also, West Brom, for all their offensive struggles, are 14th. That's not horrible. And also, uh, isn't that who Lukaku's playing to start this double? Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> if people are saying like it's clearly one over the other, I think that's a little uh, harder to, to manage. I just think people trust Kane a lot more than Lukaku. Um, and that's what's being reflected. <laughs> but anyway, if I were to triple captain this week, I think there are three options. The first is Lukaku. I think it's the easiest. He faces the 14th and 16th ranked defenses, and he's in the fourth best attack. That mm-hmm. is a huge swing. Um, being at, less, at least 10 positional points better than your opponent is Really, really nice. Now, he has not been lighting the world on fire ever since the start of the season. He's basically been scoring one per match um, when he does score. So you don't know if there are going to be multiples. You hope that if he scores in both, that's a multiple. But I think he is a 
uh, low ceiling, high-ish floor guy for this, as opposed to Kane, who has high floor, high ceiling. Um, so Lukaku is one. A second one people need to discuss, regardless of whether or not his second goal was actually a second goal, is Christian Eriksen, who is in ridiculous form right now and kind of tends to be floating under the radar. I actually spoke with uh, Nick Tressaday. Uh, he was one of the infield index guys that uh, we used to do some shows with every now and again <laughs> about owning Ericsson because he, depending on if you're counting the one against Oak, five goals in his last three matches in all competitions. He also obviously has picked up two to three assists, depending on how you consider that that goal against Stoke. He is performing very, very well. And something that I don't think people are aware of is he has four goals and four assists in 10 matches against City. And that Mm -hmm. is supposed to be the one you don't want out of these two matches, the next one up against Brighton, who are at home, which makes that one also a little iffier. But for me, it's Lukaku, Eriksen, and if you want a left field shout, because you already have your front line locked, which I might, which is a little frustrating, because I need Firmino to play next week for me, because I don't have my free hit left, so I need players that are also going to play in 35, is Alexis Sanchez in midfield. I I am not trying to be a hypocrite. Last week I came on this very show and said, I don't believe it. Then he put in a two-assist performance against Manchester City, and more importantly than the two assists, Looked like the player that used to play for Arsenal. (laughs) Did not just look like a random guy who threw the number seven on his back that has weird stubby legs and always makes stupid faces anytime the camera pans in on him. Um, I am not going the Alexis way. It would force me to make a double move if I did want to go that way. But I think for me, those are the three best potential triple captain options if you're going to make that move this week. Uh, For those wondering about Kane's record against City... Two goals and one assist in six. Son, one goal and one assist in his career against City. So of, of them all, Erickson's already in the best form, isn't worried about injuries, isn't worried about rotation, and uh, has done it in the past against City, which is supposed to be the harder match of these two. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that is currently where I'm leaning. It, it I will largely leave out all of my decisions. I'm, I still have my free transfer. I'm waiting until we hear the press conferences on Thursday and Friday. Before mm-hmm. I decide what to do with Good Munson, before I decide who I'm going to bring in, um, but unfortunately, I think I've accidentally ruled myself out of Lukaku because I held Kane. I brought in Vardy basically the day that the doubles were announced, and I have to keep Firmino because I have to have somebody playing up front in match week 35. Um, so anyway, that's kind of how I'm falling on it now. I assume no tactical changes for you since you're kind of set up to deal with this better. Yeah, no, I'm completely set up for for my bench boost. Um, I came into the week with two transfers. I've made them already because I wanted them, uh, you know, take advantage of the price rises. Um, I went with uh, Lingard and um, Harry Kane in. Um, nobody really. Has, oh, I, I basically got rid of uh, the the Arsenal duo, but that was my plan all along. I wanted to basically monopolize on the Arsenal fixtures while I when I. Free, you know, when I, when I use my wild card for those two fixtures, um, one of which McTarian never played in one of the games, and now he's out for the year. Um, so him and Aubameyang out, uh, Lingard and Kane in. Um, like I said, I'm I could still do another move if I wanted to for a minus four. I know it's kind of crazy that I I just wild carded three three weeks ago, and now I'm thinking about taking a minus. But you know, I'm I'm chasing points so in my in my mini league, so I need to make moves that are are differential and. You know, when when he's going lateral, I'm going, you know, I'm going forward and sideways. And basically, like, it's a it's a big game of chess right now in my mini league because I am I am a little bit behind, not excessively behind that I couldn't catch him. But, 
you know, there there are things to 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 play for here, especially it's considering there there is uh, some uh, some some money in it and some American dinero too. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back uh, to talk through some either ors and then our starts. I don't think we're going to do sits today because basically you need to get as many doubling players as you can. Sit Schmidt. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, and we are back. Um, Rob, I'm going to throw some either ors at you. I don't, I don't know if you... Uh, had time to get some ready for me. Um, but what what the theme, because you know I always do themes with these now for some reason. The theme of today is singles versus doubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start off, you have Raheem Sterling against Tottenham or Paul Pogba against, I don't remember, West Brom and somebody equally awful. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, <clears throat> you know, it, it's crazy. I was looking, I was literally just looking at the, the transfers in this week for players and Paul Pogba is the most transferred in player. Really? Currently. Because everybody's trying to go to Alexis and they're like, I don't have that kind of cash. Yeah, um, I think, well, that and they're seeing that he just scored two goals against City. Everybody realizes the most important news is, is the last game he played or that's yeah, what they Yeah, but then think. they're being lemmings. I know, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not telling you. Listen, you know, people believe in you know fixtures over form and form over fixtures. Just because he got two against City doesn't mean he's going to get two against two all you know inferior opponents. Um, <clears throat> but it's easily, it's easily Pogba for me. I don't think... Um, you know, based on based on just his basic return, can Raheem Sterling get four points versus Spurs, knowing whereas, that he played the entire match midweek? Yeah, you know, no, and then based on can can Paul Pogba get more than four points? You know, more than the minimum points, two and right. two returns. Um, so you know, even if it's five to four, you're, which is you're just a clean sheet in one of those two, which is very it, likely. Exactly. Um, you know, don't count on the clean sheets too too frequently for City uh, for United right now. They haven't had one, and they're not mm. consistently getting them. But yeah, well, they're facing probably, the worst attack. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. And you know, this is a great time. You should be investing in um, a United defender and goalie goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's easily Pogba for me. Um, I don't own any City players. I don't plan on owning any City players until they clinch <clears throat> against Spurs. Um, <laughs> and and. They can't uh, technically clinch it against us. They yeah, have to wait for United the next day, which is amazing yeah. because that's why I was really upset about them losing to United. And then I found out that the trophy won't be at Wembley, and now I'm a okay with whatever happens. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm the, I don't own any City players. I'm not telling people to steer completely clear of of you know of City players, but look at their look at their schedule. Like there's so many ifs and buts with with City coming up with their you know with the rotation that may happen after they clinch and and their fixtures. Spurs, Swansea, West Ham, Huddersfield, Brighton, Southampton. They double in 37. So, I mean, that may be the time. I think we touched on it last podcast that, you know, who are going to be the guys in 37? We'll probably won't know who we're going to be hitting on with City until after week 36 is over yeah. because we'll we'll know who's fit, who, who did well in the last game, who's going to sub, who's going to probably play. But then again, we still won't know. And the two games in 37 – 
isn't a guarantee that both both games will feature the same player. That could legitimately be two separate elevens. It can legitimately be two separate elevens. I believe it or not, the the most popular guy I'm, I'm thinking about for week thirty seven is Alexander Zinchenko because I think he probably gets no both one else. games. Because he probably gets both games. I mean, they might even try to start bleeding Mendy back by then, though, who's been yeah. in training. Yeah. But no, it's a good shout. But um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, my yeah, I'm yeah, definitely Pogba for me with the, with the two with the two games to one for uh, a comparing comparing. All right. Uh, next up is two people I've already mentioned somewhat today. Um, Roberto Firmino uh, up against Bournemouth or Jamie Vardy, who's going to be uh, at Burnley in their difficult defense. And what's the second one? Uh, uh, against Southampton. Yeah, um, you're owning Vardy for one one fixture there, and it's the Southampton game. Southampton has basically given up. Um, yeah, you know, owning for me. This is this this is a tale of two strategies here. If if you don't have any chips, Firmino looks great because he plays in 35. Whereas hmm. you know Jamie Vardy, uh, I'm trying to click on the information here. I apologize. Is on a double double. Double. They they play double, and then he doesn't play in 35. So. You know, if if you don't have any chips left, you need the assets to for this week and beyond into 35. Whereas Vardy doesn't offer that into 35. But if you have chips, you probably brought Vardy in, knowing that you're going to chip out of Vardy in 35 to probably bring Firmino back in or someone in that same price range. And then you know, after that free hit or free chip or whatever you're using is is back into 36, and you're going a completely different way based on the fixtures in, in week 36. Um, but if we're talking about here and now, g- give me the two games. Give, always give me the two games here. There's there's probably only one guy comparatively, and it's Mosala, um, if he was fit and healthy, that I would pick over any of the top hmm. 15 double game week midfielders. Okay. So, I mean, comparatively, that's probably where I sit. Um, Forward-wise, it's, it's pretty much the same, only because... Um, you're t- I'm taking the city- both city strikers out of the equation, Aguero and Gabriel Jesus. Uh, Firmino is probably, you know, I'd probably comparatively with the double fixtures, you got to put Firmino basically in the conversation with uh, Glenn Murray. Um, guys, guys that are lesser owned, you know, any of the Burnley guys, Barnes or Wood, mm-hmm. because they do get two fixtures. Yes, they're a little more complicated and, and harder in, in, you know, in competition than than what we're seeing with Liverpool, but they're still getting two games. Like I said, if even if they play the minimum and Firmino doesn't score, it's a tie. I'd rather roll yeah. the dice on two games of of a guy scoring or doing something you know fortuitous for your team than than sit them you know sit there and be like, well, Firmino's been the goods all year. I don't want to roll. I don't want to you know push you know push the money in the pot yet pot. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll and hope he does something. That's that's a that's a give up mentality personally, but you know. It's it's crazy it's crazy to think that I'm looking at the forward ranks to see who else I would have. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Obviously, Lukaku would be be ahead of uh, <clears throat> Firmino. I have Aubameyang. What about Aubameyang? Yeah, I'd probably have him one spot ahead of Firmino, only okay. because I think that what we've seen from Aubameyang recently is a little bit better than what we've seen from Firmino in FPL. I'm talking about not all competitions. Yes, and Aubameyang plays plays against uh, Newcastle, so. They they have been you know showing a stronger defense under the new tenure there. So yeah, I mean, you know, for me for me it's the, the top forwards are Kane, uh, Lukaku, 
believe it or not, I have a sneaky thing. I wanted to jump in when you were talking about triple captains. Sneaky, sneaky from Avo Murata this week. Um, Jamie Vardy, um, Glenn Murray, the Bur- the Burnley boys. Um, you know, th- th- those are probably the top five or six. And then you start you start getting in, you start mix and matching with the with the secondary guys um, from like you know Rashford could get some good burn. Um, you know, then you start going to Josh King. Will he play? Will he won't? Will he get two? Who knows? Um, it's players like that. But yeah, most most of the guys uh, when I do my rankings this week on Rasball, uh, everybody basically in the top ten at every position is going to be goalkeeper. You know, I'm sorry, goal- everybody's going to be a goalkeeper. Yeah, everybody's going to basically be on a double game week. Fair enough. Here's the question then, because I, I purposely put a poison pill in this one <laughs> in case you use this logic. Which is in defense, Andy Robertson mm-hmm. or Kieran Trippier. The reason this is interesting is because it's because with Aurier and Rose starting last weekend, mm-hmm. that was the beginning of with no other competition. Well, there's still the FA Cup, but that isn't really interrupting game weeks because it's just going to stop them from playing in one. Yes, yeah, and that's in two weeks. Right. So. We are now back on the fullback rotation. Not mm-hmm. only are we back on the fullback rotation, but with Aurier and Rose playing last week. That means Trippier is getting the City match, mm-hmm. while Aurier is going to be getting the Brighton match and their horrible attack. Mm-hmm. So, Robertson it, versus Bournemouth, or basically Trippier versus City. Yeah, I mean, you're, this is another thing where you're you're playing the strategy game again. Um, are you playing for thirty four and thirty five combined? Because then, if you're if you're playing that gamut, then you know Trippier gets Man City. Then blanks in thirty-five, so you're only getting one fixture. Whereas Robertson, you're getting two fixtures because he doesn't blank in thirty-five. Exactly. So, so my the point of owning Robertson here is, yes, he, he has Bournemouth, and then guess what? He has West Brom and Stoke right I after know. that. So, so what, Robertson and Salah are the only two players that I haven't transferred out that aren't on a double game week, uh, only because I like the the next three games for for Liverpool enough that I'm banking that I think. Robertson is in, involved enough in the attack. There's clean sheet possibilities there, which is a, it's basically the you know defensive gold for anybody having involvement and clean sheet capabilities, and he has both with Bournemouth, West Brom, Stoke in the next three. Um, but yeah, so, I, so it, it goes back to the whole the same thing about if you're playing for week 34 only, then it then it's obviously probably you know either way it's Robertson either way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. All right, um, now we're going to move into starts and uh, just starts. Just <laughs> um, starts. <laughs> just starts. I've been talking for a long time. Uh, why don't you hop in here with uh, your starts first? Yeah, uh, listen, if you're looking at your team right now and you have a guy that's singled up and you're worried we're going to make a transfer for a double week game guy, game guy, uh, game guy do it. Just because, you know, what? there's no time like the present. Don't be shy to take a minus here. Um, my first start is is going to be a Leicester defender. I think what we saw last week is not who they were a week after. I think they came in with a different strategy. They got completely taken off the ball. Um, I think well they have several options there, but I'm always looking for the secondary less option, uh, especially for defenders on a team that I think could be a clean sheet team. Uh, you know Harry Maguire is the most owned guy. Um, ben Chilwell is is the most transferred in guy. So I'm looking at guys like like a Wes Morgan at 4.4. Nobody's really mm. transferring him in. 8,800 transfers in. Um, listen, he's going to play. He's the team captain. He's going to play. Unless he's hurt or he gets hurt, 
there's probably no reason he won't, you know, not play. Um, so, so the tertiary defender on Leicester is, is my call on defense. Um, in midfield, I'm kind of liking the, the lack of love that Jesse Lingard is getting this week. Yeah. Um, Pog was, like I just said before, Pog was the most transferred in. And if you scroll down only a couple spots, guess who's also being transferred in a ton? It's Alexis Sanchez because people are seeing the stats that just happened. Don't chase points, chase expectancy. I think Lingard this week at 6.0, his current price tag, and ownership-wise is basically just nil. 10, 10.4%, but that active percent is, if you go on Fantasy Football Fix, is only in like the 6% range. So 4%, 4% of that, if the actual ownership is dead, just dead to the wind. Um, so it's 6.0. I think, you know, having a United midfielder or forward is is something you really want to do this week, whether it be... If you can have the money, if you trust in Pogba, you have middling money, go for Pogba. If you have an excess of money because you're transferring down from other positions, Alexis Sanchez is your guy. Um, you probably already are taking the risk in running uh, Lukaku out there and hoping that he does something because he is a good triple captain option and you know he has two good fixtures. But if you have little little money and you really want to you know throw dice at it, Lingard is a good call and. Uh, Nemanja Matic is a good call as well because I think he gets both both games as well. You yeah. really want guys who can get both games for if you're investing in a United midfielder or forward. What remains to be seen who does because you know Stranger Things have happened. Um, forward, but wise, also go watch Stranger Things. Yeah, do that too, and wait for <laughs> season three eventually. Um, so forward wise, I gave you a sneaky 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 peek about it. Um, uh, when Kevin was talking about triple forward, triple captains, and he didn't mention this guy because I didn't expect him to. Because why would anybody jump on Alvaro Morata's bandwagon here? Um, his price ten dot four. His transfers in are only right around ten thousand this week. But but Kevin, look at it this way. Name name me four more forwards this week that double that are better than Morata this week. You can't name four because Morata would be the fourth. Okay, four players that I think four strikers. Four strikers. Four strikers. <laughs> okay. Um, Lukaku, yeah, uh, Vardy, Kane, and this is why you said four. Yeah, uh, Name, you can't man. because Murata is the fourth. Murata is the fourth best double forward this week. I mean, Southampton and Burnley aren't bad defenses, though. Yeah, but <sighs> Southampton lately has just been leaky, leaky, leaky. They have, yeah. And Murata's gotten two starts, two games over seventy-five minutes, has a goal and an assist in his last two games. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. You know, I, I don't, I'm, listen, the people have been burned by Murata this year. He's been transferred in, transferred out a ton by a ton of people. And they've, they, you know, Chelsea have scored goals, just they haven't gone through Murata recently. But listen, when, if you can get, if the best you can do is a sneaky fourth best option at forward to try to be a differential here, Murata's not looking like an awful guy. And that's why he's my, he's my start for, for a forward. Yeah, and uh, we don't come on here to tell you what you already know. We come on here to tell you things you don't know. And I definitely would not have thought about Murata, and I'm sure a lot of people listening weren't either. Um, for me, my, the people that I want to start uh, this week, I already mentioned Romelu Lukaku earlier, mentioned some of his stats, uh, both his strength versus the teams he's facing. Um, like I said, I, I think he's 1A among the triple captain options, and then therefore is obviously the forward that you most want to own this week. Um, I will point out with Vardy that opposing stats don't really help at all because he doesn't get a lot of shots on target. It's just when he gets them, he tends to be one-on-one. But I do think Lukaku is the best option. I mentioned Erickson earlier there. 
Um, his stats against Manchester City, his current form and everything. Also, he's been both creating tons of chances and shooting loads of times. Um, it, this is a player that is now getting forward pretty constantly um, and is really uh, challenging opposing keepers. He's uh, tied for third in shots on target. He's tied for fifth in shot accuracy in the Premier League right now. Um, he's just all over the place. And so I, I think Erickson, uh, again, is that's why I think he's 1B for the triple captain and in defense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Maguire. I have held on to him ever since the, that triple clean sheet in three uh, that he had back in like metric 21 or whenever that was. Um, and the fact that he's going up against uh, Burnley and Southampton, who uh, combine for uh, an average of 14.5 in attack, is something that you have to really, really like. You mentioned Wes Morgan earlier. I think that's a really, uh, it's following the same logic. Um, but I think these lesser guys are being really, really underrated for this uh, double game week when I think they could very easily keep a clean sheet in both. Although, credit to Burnley, I'm talking about their seasonal stats, and Burnley have been on a bit of a strange scoring run of late. Um, as for my team, um, like I said, I think it's very hard to convince myself to sell Vardy or Kane, their players they already have on doubles, or Firmino because I need him next week. In theory, I could sell Firmino this week, buy Lukaku, sell Lukaku, bring in Firmino, but I am losing those cents that you mentioned earlier if you sold Salah, um, which would be frustrating. Um, which is why I wouldn't be stunned if I found myself going um, Sterling and then selling somebody else to get up to Alexis. Um, I think it would be hard to convince myself to own Pogba and Lingard. I think if I was to go for another United player, I need to go for like a clear star player um, and maybe not Pogba, who sometimes sits further back. I'm not as persuaded by that one-week performance. Um, but if I if I make a move, it would be for one of Lukaku or probably Alexis, although I would hate myself if I brought in Alexis because I think I would triple captain him over Ericsson uh, if I did. Yeah. Um, as it stands, my triple captain's Ericsson. If I bring in Lukaku or Alexis, it probably goes on them. Uh, what's your uh, situation looking like this week? Yeah, um, I have, I've brought in Lingard and Kane for the Arsenal boys. Um, I'm sitting here. I'm waiting. I'm doing like Kevin is doing. I'm sitting waiting for the team news. I want to see... Um, if anything gets leaked, if anything, uh, you know, anything that comes out can help me. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, hoping Firmino gets benched because that uh, gives me an excuse to go to Lukaku. I'm. If, let's put it this way: if if Firmino gets benched, I'm probably punting completely off of him and Salah this week. Yeah. Only because I think that the with Firmino on the pitch, the combination I think Salah is a di- just different player. Agreed. Um, I think the differentials would be better for me, tra- chasing points. To punt off guys that everyone is, you know, universally owning. So I would go from Salah to Ericsson and then Firmino to Murata. Ooh, you'd you'd back up your uh, sneaky Murata talk. I, I like I, I'm actually I'm actually looking at my team now, and I kind of want Murata. Who in are your three now. forwards right now? Murray, Firmino, Kane. Oh, can you get up there from Murray? Do you have enough in the bank? No, I can't get up there from. Yeah. I don't. I only, I only have like I only got like point eight in the bank right now. Point six. True, because Murray, man, are his remaining fixtures just absolute oh, dog trash. For those I, that don't I only, know, I only brought him in to be a complete differential. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I brought him in for the double to be Chris for Crystal Palace. That's totally it. get it. Totally you know, get Crystal it. Crystal Palace away. I feel like there's goals to be had there. Yeah. And you know, Crystal Palace is the most penalized team. I think the most penalized team in Could the be, Premier. And they keep conceding after the 80th minute. So if you are so, a Murray owner, don't get frustrated in the first 80 minutes. <laughs> just just, so, just hope you still the, last the pitch 10. after the 80th. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I, I like my team right now. Like I said, I basically have three Liverpool players, and those are my not three non-double game week players. But look at their schedule after this. They save, you know, I'm free hitting after the after this week anyway. So having Liverpool there, those guys are going to remain. But if I hear some news that you know, you know, talks me out of it, I'm probably going to take a minus four or minus, you know, minus eight and bring in Ericsson, um, e- easily Ericsson probably to be the the stalwart backbone of my team, but. You know, I'm I'm okay with my team right now the way it is. I have you know I have I have 12 double game week guys. That's perfectly fine for me. I have Kane. I have Saw still in there. I have differential guys on defense. I have Smalling, Tarkowski, uh, still own still own Marcus Alonso, who I think is probably due for a good game. And I own Wes Morgan already, who I just talked up. My midfield is Ibe, Lingard, William, Mares, and Salah. On a nor- on a normal week, if that was just one game, I'd be completely satisfied with that with that four. Getting yeah. three games out of two uh, two games out of three of those guys, I'm completely happy. And I have Murray, Firmino, and Kane up top. Um, like I said, I'm I'm def- I'm bench boosting, and this is it. This is the game. This is the game week we've all been playing for for the last you know 20 weeks when we f- yeah. we found out that games were being canceled and, and the schedule was you know being dictated to us by for for dollars. And so, remember when remember when the, the the roster prediction was free. i will not make any slights um but i do remember those simpler times pepperidge Uh, farm remembers it's just just one of those sighs i wish if there was a sigh emoji i'd be doing it right i'd be totally like a sigh emoji yeah um all right well that'll do it for us uh like we said take all of this on board think about it probably don't make moves until we hear more um, as we keep saying, the press conference is obviously Thursday and Friday uh, mm-hmm. morning if you're in the States, uh, early afternoon if you are in the uh, British Isles and uh, other time slots, other places. Um, mm-hmm. Also, just a quick shout out to the Penguins. Start their playoff series against the Flyers tonight. Let's go Pens. Uh, any parting shots from you, Rob? Uh, no. It's baseball season. Don't forget to set your rosters. Giancarlo needs to stop striking out. That's my take. Oh, Jesus. He's, he looks lost. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm sure he'll figure it out soon. Uh, Rob, tell the folks where they can get at you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, FPL underscore MNOP, as always. And you can find my writings and stylings on rasball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me t- on Twitter at Kevroth. Um, oh, oh, quick timeout before I finish up. Oh. Um, we do need to mention for all of our draft players out there, Taga is not doing double game weeks. They recently um, posted about it on their website, playtaga.com. You can also find them on Twitter at playtaga to explain what's going on about that. I meant to mention that earlier and didn't. Um, but I'm on Twitter at Kevroth. You can find my writings over for goal.com. Um, have, uh, uh, there will be a Premier League Team of the Week, Champions League Team of the Week uh, for the matches that ended today. Also potentially a betting preview for the weekend, but I'll tweet all of that out from mine. Also, you can usually catch them over at Goal Betting. Um, also, what else? Oh, listen to the EPL Roundtable and Championship Roundtable on this very channel. Rob, lovely chatting with you. I hope it was you lovely well. chatting with me. Hope all of you have planned out your uh, Match Week 34s. It should be an exciting one. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. let yourself get too frustrated because we tend to because the, the season's kind of on the line here, but... Um, there will be a lot of matches, a lot of goals. Just be patient, especially if your players are playing against Palace. Uh, we hope uh, you have all the luck in the world in your teams, unless you're in our mini leagues. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.